this. This is a football podcast, man. Meat. Football. Good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. Josh Johnson and my good buddy, Ben Watts. We're in the driver's seat with you. We're talking week 10 fantasy football. Ben, my buddy, my good man. How you doing? I'm doing amazing. And you'll find out why a little bit later in the podcast. Oh, he's got, he's a little hot and bothered about something, huh? It's you. You'll find out why. It's it's at the very bottom of our little news section here. <laughs> uh, we've got a very fun episode for you all. We're going to hop into some news from Week Ten of the NFL, but we're also going to look at basically a three-round redraft. Knowing what we know now about fantasy this season, uh, we're going to prognosticate the rest of the season into the fantasy football playoffs. Uh, We're going to give you our three rounds, 12 picks each. So what is that? 36 players or top 36 going into the rest of the season and the playoffs. That's going to be a blast. But before we get into all of that, uh, we got a couple housekeeping items I want to get to. First of all, if you enjoy the show, just, you know, stop what you're doing. Leave a review wherever you can do pause. That. go to Apple Podcasts. Yeah, pause the episode. Go to Apple Podcasts. Scroll down. Leave a review. If you're listening on Spotify, leave us a rating. You can give us a one star if you feel like you know you don't like interruptions. But you know what? It hurt our I, feelings. I, it probably won't. But you know we would love it anyway. Uh, leave us a review. Leave us a rating wherever you can do that. You can also find us on Patreon if you feel like you want to support the show and what we're doing here. Um, that's, it's a very, we, we appreciate little gestures like that. It's, it's very awesome. So all that's out of the way. Let's hop into some, some news from week 10. Oh boy. We got a bummer to start things out. Zach, a lot of injuries. Yeah. There's, there were a lot of injuries. It's funny. Cause I, I don't think they were the, I guess, season wrecking type of injuries for fantasy. Uh, but these are significant players that got hurt. Uh, the first one, Zach Ertz, he's out for the year with a knee injury. He was another probably, tight end gone. Yeah, he was he was probably a top five tight end by most accounts. He was that next guy after the. Uh, if Kelsey you don't have one Andrews of the elite kills. ones, right? Like you're, he was, you, you, he's a guy you play every week, and you're okay with it. Yeah, you feel very good about him. You know, for example, in one of our leagues, we had a guy who. You know, much earlier in the season, he traded Travis Kelsey away. In fact, traded him to you, but he had Zach Ertz, so he was fine. Uh, now that that goes out the window, and he's got to live with the rest of us in in the the gross land that's streaming tight ends. It's not fun. Uh, but I'm very but glad I got Kelsey. <laughs> I bet you feel so good about it. It feels so good. Like I, there's just no worries. Like all right, well, I know I got locked in 15 points right here. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to pay attention to waivers at all when it comes to that. So, yeah. Yeah, tight end. Tight end's a really gross existence unless you have, frankly, unless you have George Kittle. Uh, unless you Even have, Kittle hasn't been amazing. He's not been, well, yeah, I mean, you're right. He had like one catch for 20 yards uh, on Sunday, so that's that's not ideal. 
Uh, it's really outside of Andrews and Kelsey. You don't feel great. And, you know, especially if you've got Kyle Pitts. So it's, it's been rough. Uh, Trey McBride, they took him in the first two. I think it was a second-round pick by the Cardinals. It'll be interesting to see how involved he gets in that offense the rest of the season because, you know, Kyler Murray's been thrown to the tight end. Zach Ertz has been awesome. Uh, I, I don't know. Is, do you even, are you trying to pick up Trey McBride right now? I'm sure he's on a lot of waiver wires. Uh, are you just kind of, you know? I'd be looking to somebody like Cole Commit or somebody like that instead because like, he's on waivers, I think, in a few places. Until I, until I see it, I'm not really touching um, Trey McBride. So you're trying to stay in the flames with Cole Komet a little bit? A little bit. I mean, the dude's had like, he had 19 points last week. I think he had maybe 13 the week before. I don't know. He looks like he might be building some chemistry with Fields. Fields looks awesome right now. The passing game, it's still not there. But guess what? They don't have any pass catchers. So Cole Komet's probably the wide receiver one there. As weird as it is to say, the last two weeks he definitely has been, uh, even with Darnell Mooney playing pretty well as also. So it's very weird. But other tight end that's a big Debbie Downer, Dallas Goddard is going to miss, quote-unquote, significant time with a uh, shoulder injury. Still don't know what that means yet. Nobody knows. I don't know if that is an IR sentence or if it's just – you know, a two or three week deal. Who knows? But he is slated to miss quote unquote significant time. So that's two, literally the two guys beyond Kelsey and Andrews, honestly. And I guess Kittle, if you want to put him in there that you feel great about Goddard and, uh, Ertz, they're done for a while. So is Kyle Pitts Uh, a top five tight end now? Yeah, he is. (laughs) (laughs) He is. Cause you know, it's who are you going to start over him? I don't know, because he can give you upside. Granted, he hasn't touched it hardly at all, but he can give you upside that literally nobody except Kelsey or Andrews now can give you. He can give you he's not. He's lead. not going to, but he can. But he can, and that's the selling point. Yep. Uh, he won't do it. Uh, that's a spoiler alert. Uh, Cooper Cup, he goes on IR with Tragic, his ankle Tragic, boy. It's rough, but he did he did avoid a broken leg, which a lot of people thought was possible. So it's just a high ankle sprain. He got a tightrope surgery, I think today. Maybe we're recording this on a Tuesday. He got a tightrope surgery, so he'll be out probably four weeks. Well, he's on I IR looked, officially, so it's it's at least four weeks. He has to be out. Right. I looked at the timeline though, and this is where it's so brutal because if you're a competing team, I'm guessing there's a lot of competing teams with Cooper Cup on the roster. He, he's got you there. Uh, he got you, but he would come back week, uh, what is that, week 15? That's the playoffs. That is the semifinals of your playoffs. So you have to play, assuming you don't get one of those top couple seeds, and depending on your playoff formats, you're probably going to have to play your first round of your playoffs without Cooper Cup. That's going to be tough. And that then can be a death be, sentence. Yeah, it'll be a question mark as well in that next round, in that semifinal round, when you really want to be loading up. So that's that's brutal. That's really, really tough. And, yeah, and he's been so good this year too. And he could it could be more than four weeks. So that that would be really scary, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I've got that, that one roster I've talked about a couple times. It's got all the receivers. I just I, – I think I – I'm 16 and four or something like that with the median. So it's pretty good. But you, I lose Cooper Cup on that team. 
and my replacement right now is Jerry Judy. So who is we're also about to talk out talk about with an injury. Yeah, speaking of Jerry Judy, he has a mild ankle sprain. Uh, he dodges. Uh, some people legit thought he had an Achilles injury. Imagine that team where I lose Cooper Cup and Jerry Judy in the same same day. That would have been so sad. Anywho, I'm coming up on you quick in that league. By the way, you're moving up. I've noticed that. <laughs> I missed the league median for like the first time all year. Um, had a couple bad start sit decisions. It's a little bit of a down week there, but yeah, you're you're moving up quick. Devonte Adams and C.D. Lamb are propelling me to the top. Yeah, they are unstoppable right now. Um, the Cardinals cut running back Eno Benjamin. This is this. I, I don't. I really don't understand, understand that move. I don't get it at all. So they got James Conner. And but he's he looked is, good. He's looked fine. He's looked great, but he is always hurt. Always. They brought in Eno Benjamin. Well, they didn't bring him in. He was already on the roster, but he, he started in relief duty a couple weeks, and he was fine. He looked good. So I don't really get this move. I guess it means they feel good about um, – they have a rookie running back there. Um, gosh, i got to put my Debbie hat on. I don't remember his name for the life I of me. I don't either. They have a rookie running back that I guess this means they feel good about him. Um, if if I find the name, I'll I'll shout it out. But he's he's not on any rosters anywhere. Let's put it that way. So yeah, he gets cut, Eno Benjamin, and he signs with the Houston Texans. R.I.P. Damian Pierce. <laughs> no, no <laughs> Damian no, Pierce. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not worried about Damian Pierce. It's it's literally insurance. So if you had Eno Benjamin, you can hold on to him just in case Damian Pierce gets hurt. Problem is, I don't think Damian Pierce will get hurt. He's young. He's been relatively durable. He's not James Conner. I'll tell you that. No. So Eno Benjamin probably will not see him pop up rest of the year. Leonard Fournette. He dealt with a hit pointer injury. Uh, if they did not go into their bye... Uh, he might miss a week, but since they're going on by, he's probably going to play coming out of the bye. Uh, I guess that'll be week 12 when they play again. So probably not much has changed there, but I do want to kind of touch on this really quickly. So Leonard Fournette, Rashad White. White started the game, but Fournette outtouched Rashad White in the first half. And then I, it's th- end of third quarter, I guess. Leonard Fournette got hurt and left the game, and then Rashad White sort of took over at the end, ended up with over 100 yards rushing. And looked he really looked awesome. good. You I'm see really where he curious. threw the defender? Oh, good. It was like a throwback. Derrick Henry, Henry stiff arm. Jeez. It was terrifying. Uh, I guess Rashad White is very interesting. I've tried to trade for him a couple of Dynasty Leagues. I just can't get not, a response. Not working. It's, it's not going super well so far. Um, One guy who has him doesn't, doesn't look at trades. No. It, that I hate that. Can we just sidebar here for a second? League mates who don't look at trades are the worst. Or if you if you're not going to accept it, at least like please decline it. So like I know. Or just send me like a gif that basically in no uncertain terms says F off. Like just just send me send me a gif that's like somebody doing this or something. It's just 
All right, I get it. I'm not gonna. The trade's not gonna happen. Let's move on. I got it. I'll leave you alone. I will never talk to you again. It's fine. <laughs> but the leaving me with nothing, it's awful. Anyway, it's the hand we're dealt. Uh, it's it's the way things go sometimes. Uh, so, Fournette, White going forward. It seems like it's going to be sort of a committee. I would guess that Fournette is the preferred back right now, but that could change. I mean, that could change so fast. Yeah, I, I would still take Fournette, but it, it Rashad White is concerning. I will say that. Yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster, he Holy had cow. that really awful concussion on he Sunday. Blasted. He got destroyed. Um, it was the Tua Tugavailoa concussion where his arms locked up. Uh, he was not stretchered off, so he was able to walk off, but then they, I think, carted him to the locker room from the sideline. It was not a good scene. Um, tempers flared a little bit. It was not good. But I would imagine he probably misses next week, potentially even the week after that. So, um, you know, it's... And the other part of this is uh, McCall Hardman's dealing with an injury as well. So you might have a situation where off of this injury and the Hardman injury, Kadarius Toney is a Fire sneaky, fantastic play going forward. Fire him up, boy. He looked good this past week. I think he had six touches, 80 yards, a touchdown. Like, it's... This is, the, this is an offense where I think Toney can thrive. Yeah. Yeah, if you picked him up, I think that was a very, very wise move. You know, Tony is basically what everybody wanted McCall Hardman to be. McCall, though, McCall is more just fast. Tony is just an all-around athlete. Like, you can get in the ball short in space, he can make something happen. I guess, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. McCall Hardman has more of that straight-line speed. He's not quite as shifty. He's the kind of guy that you. That's hope what I'm to, looking for. Like, yeah, yeah. You're you, trying to throw. Tony him a can screen. make a play. Right. Tony can make something happen. McCall Hardman, you throw him a screen, and then you hope it gets blocked up, and he just takes off. You're not going to catch him in the open field, but he needs help to get there. Tony can do it by himself. Right. All right, Ben. You open the show excited. Why don't you let him know? Let us know what's up. Why this is? Why are you smiling so much? This is what we're so excited about. So, if you listen, last week, we talked about multiple posts we had made. He had his own post. He We talked about him with Flojo, and he was mentioned in a bylo. And every single one of them got a lot of hate from a lot of people. And I just want to say how foolish you are for not listening to us and buying Jonathan Taylor Lowe. He's back, baby. That big <laughs> Yeti is back, son. 22 carries, 147 yards, played 94% of snaps, a 66-yard rushing touchdown where he pulled away from the defense. He is a monster. Y'all tried to forget, and he sent a massive reminder on Sunday. No, no, no. There's a reason I was drafted 101. It's been disappointing. It's been up and down. I get that. But it's if if you it was worth the shot to try to get him back and he looks he looked phenomenal yesterday or Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> the process was there, right? It was this dude is an elite running back. Uh talent. 
workload, everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's Naheem Hines left. He's going to get all the work. And even if the offense isn't great, he's talented enough that he can make things happen. We saw it Sunday. He ripped off a 60-yard touchdown run. That sort of thing can happen when you have elite talents. You know, not every game is going to be that. Not every game he's going to go over 20 no, I don't. I'm still not, you know, projecting, like, okay, he's back to the top running back overall. No, I'm not insane, but, like, yeah, it's it's all there. He's going to have some more inconsistency, but with that amount of workload, his floor is fine, and the ceiling is... You've seen his ceiling. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's safe to say Jonathan Taylor is top 10 running back rest of season. I think some I people... I think that's pretty safe. Yeah. I, you mentioned this prior to the week, and I think it needs to be reiterated. The floor potentially is not what we would like it to be it's probably a little bit lower than you want but with the state of running backs right now Jonathan Taylor is an elite runner maybe not on a great offense but he's going to have blow up games maybe not you know the 35 points you want from him every week that won't happen but he is still a great player he's got all the work he's he's gonna be good yeah he's he's just fine I think you can lock him in top 10 all right We've got a three-round rest-of-season draft. So, Ben, why don't you lead us off? Who is the number one player? By the way, let's. I guess maybe we should some, define some terms real quick. We'll do this one quarterback, uh, half PPR. Um, but your first pick, if you've got to fill your roster for the rest of the season, who are you going with? Oof. I really don't like having the 101 here. <laughs> well, but, I mean, you you can go a couple different ways. Yeah, there are there are multiple multiple different players I'm looking. It's it's really three guys I'm looking at, and I think I think you got to go with who should have been the 101 to start the year. Give me CMC. Fair enough. He um, yeah, I I, I think. I don't know if he would be my one-on-one, but the process is there. I mean, he is pass-catching running back. Um, he's going to be the heart and soul of that offense, even though they'll get other people involved. I do think, you know, CMC, we've already seen it, right? He's already given you 30-plus points for the 49ers. Yeah. Um, all right. I have the second pick. I would probably go... Uh, just the way things have sort of played out here, I'm probably going Austin Eckler with he was, my second. He was the pick. only other person I was considering there. Yeah, I mean, he's just... So the, th- the thing with Eckler, he had a couple bum, bad weeks early on in the season. Then he blew but up. But he was a top 10 running back from weeks four through nine. I mean that is. It also helped that literally everyone else in the offense died. So Justin Herbert, it's it's legit. Right. Like Herbert's targeted him, targeting him like 11, 12 times a game. Yeah, I mean Austin Eckler through let's see nine weeks, it's, he's got eighty one targets. That's insane. That is absurd. I think if you were to the pull past up, the past four weeks, his target share has been sixteen targets, twelve targets, eight targets, twelve targets. That's just, dumb. Holy cow. I mean, you, and then you add in the rushing work. Like, you just can't. 
You can't beat that. He has a bad week. You know, they played San Francisco. He was the RB22. Not I feel a like we knew this would be a bad week. Just San Francisco's defense is too good. Yeah. And as much as I love Justin, I, and I do love Justin Herbert, and I don't blame much of this season on him. Like they, he has nothing to work with outside of Eckler right now. So it's it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. Even though they had that dud performance, he gives you nine point eight fantasy points. So Eckler is is very very good. The one hundred three Ben, who you are we going into receiver yet, or are you sticking with a running back? Almost, but Saquon Barkley's still too good to pass up right now. Fair. Yeah, Saquon has been a monster this year. Very consistent, I think, is the name of the Just game. Just a beast. Him. Just a beast. All right. At the 104, I don't know that much else needs to be said about Saquon, right? I mean, he is he's pretty self-explanatory. Nope. He's the RB4. He's back. He's People been... were too low on him. I was too low on him. I'll admit that, but we moved on. He's there. I'm taking him. He's been phenomenal. The 104, I'm going to dip my toe into the wide receiver pool. I, I, I figured. Oh, wow. I'm taking Tyreek Hill. Fair enough. Tyreek has been the best receiver, at least in a fantasy sense this year. I mean, he has – he's still giving you the occasional bust week, right? But honestly, everybody has. Even Justin Jefferson had a two-for-20 game. But I feel like Tyreek is just so consistent – for Tyreek, like, I'm I'm just used to half the season, Tyreek Hill giving you, like, eight points. But that's really not the case this year. I mean, he's given you pretty much 20 points a week. I mean, he's on he's pace for 2,000 yards. He is. He's on another level this year. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa has, has done what, honestly, a lot of people did not think he could do. He's unlocked the two receivers on his team. And both Tyreek Hill or, and Jay Or Lyle did they unlock been. him? I don't know. Maybe. Very, it's very possible. A little bit of both. A little bit of both, but but they've been awesome. Tyree Kill would be my first wide receiver off the board right now. That's fair enough. I will I will lean into the 105, into the wide receiver to the man who I currently believe may be the best wide receiver in the world, only because Cooper Cup is out. But Justin Jefferson, holy cow, dude. That was, yeah. I, I am going out on a limb and saying that was as good as the Odell catch. I think it was May, better. Y'all can, y'all can call me crazy. Odell's catch was phenomenal. But the, the, the catch by itself was incredible, like on the level of Odell's catch. But then when you factor in the situation, fourth, it's like fourth and 20. The game literally ends if you don't catch it. He's, he's covered. Throws it up. One hand, let's take it away from the defender. And, like, the ball doesn't move. He just takes it from the defender and keeps it in the one hand the whole way down. And then he makes another clutch catch in overtime to get him at the goal line. Justin Jefferson Whitenrow is the best wide receiver in the NFL. As good as Tyreek Hill is, give me Jefferson. I, I mean, I don't disagree. Jefferson is phenomenal. He's been great. I have him on a team. You've got him on a team. We've both experienced the Justin Jefferson experience this year, and it's been really fun. I'm not gonna lie. He's he's one of those guys. Like people have tried to trade for him off my dynasty team, and it's nope. it's one of the, maybe I'm a jerk. Like I'm there's almost nothing you can offer that I'm going to take. There's nothing. I'm sorry. Like somebody came to me this early. Like it was a good offer this off season. I'm I'm on a team. The team's really good. I'm trying to win. He offered like Dalvin Cook, 
uh, Devontae Adams and like a couple other things, and I said, no, I, I can't do it. Yeah. He's too good. He's, he's so good. He's so, so good. All right. This is the point in this mid-first round. We're at the 106. This is the point at which I think it has to be done. We've got to get Travis Kelsey in here. Um, he has been the positional advantage of all positional advantages. I just pulled up it's silly. the season average at the tight end position. So Mark Andrews has averaged 12.6 points per week. It's a little bit down for him. Uh, and this is in half PPR, by the way. But outside of Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey gives you a seven-point advantage at the tight end position. He is number one in half PPR with 17.3 points per week. Number three is TJ Hawkinson at 10.2. So Travis Kelsey is basically the biggest positional advantage in fantasy football right now. Uh, it is and not because fair. of that, he's, he's horrifying to have to deal with. Gosh. All right. He's been great. All right. Uh, you're on the clock at the 107. Where are you going? I'm taking Stefan Diggs. I don't blame you at all. <laughs> the wide receiver, too. the dude is getting 15 targets a game from Josh Allen, and even in Josh Allen hasn't even looked that good the past two weeks. And guess what? Diggs is still fine for fantasy. He hasn't scored in. I don't think he scored in a couple weeks. No, he has scored. He scored uh, in week eight, but still, like no, he can get you 20 points without a touchdown right now because he's catching 10 passes a game. So yeah, he's a top three. He's top, I, I don't know, he, yeah, he's top three. Yeah, I, I don't blame you there. Uh, Diggs has been incredible. It's it's so fun this year because there have been that group of four elite receivers. Obviously, Cooper Cup got injured, but you've had Cup, Diggs, Tyreek Hill, and Justin Jefferson at the top, and they have been by far and away the best receivers, and they have been incredible. It's It's silly. Uh, at the 108, I you know you can make the argument for Nick Chubb here, but I will not go that route. I will take Derrick Henry. I was I was going to take Derrick next. I think he's got to go here in this you know mid first round. You know, depending on positional needs, people will say you should take the running backs early. But you know what? I think this year is. You've learned you got to get the elite tight end, the elite receivers. Uh, but Derrick Henry still would go for me at the 108. Yep, I, I would. I would agree. I think. I think at, at 109. Gosh, feels crazy. I'm probably gonna lean another wide receiver, and the team sucks. But uh, Davante Adams is still awesome. So yeah, I'm gonna take him yeah. there. He's been incredible. <laughs> I mean, he had that one week of nothingness. When he had the flu. Right. But then the two weeks after but that, take, it's been 25, Take 25. that out. He had two week, He had eight points against Arizona, but other than that, he had 25 points, 11 points, 15 points, 25 points, 13, 31, 23. <laughs> so, Devontae Adams is just fine. He is just as good as when he was in Green Bay. And, you know... The touchdowns are there, too, which is, I think, what everybody was freaking out about with Devontae Adams. They were not sure he was going to get the touchdowns. He's already got eight. He's played nine games. He's got eight touchdowns. 
Uh, I don't think those are going anywhere. I think it's just the, you know, Derek Carr hasn't necessarily been better for fantasy, not really even for real life either, but Devontae Adams has been just fine. Yeah, this this isn't doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. Yeah. All right. I think here you go Nick Chubb. Yeah, I, I would agree. En- end of the first round, you take, you know, he's currently the, the RB2. to Nick Chubb. Yeah, I mean, people were taking him at the end of the second round at the beginning of the year. He's currently the RB2 in points per game. Uh, there, there have not been the, like, automatic league-winning running backs of your years past this year in points per game there's nobody in half ppr averaging 20 points right now but nick chubb is the rb2 at 19.1 which is i mean that's pretty he's close. currently having his best fantasy season ever he is he's on a tear and he's scoring a bunch of touchdowns and he's great it doesn't look and like it's gonna stop no i mean nick chubb is great he's he's awesome he's benefiting from sort of a down running back year and I think you take him at the 110. 111. Ben, where are you going? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm looking looking over just kind of everybody so far. I think I think I'm okay leaning with Dalvin Cook still at the 111. Fair enough. It's not. It hasn't been Dalvin Cook of years past, but he's still been fine. Just fine. I mean, just fine. I think that's. He's the RB eight in points per game. Um, he's given you basically a top fifteen running back week, pretty much every week. His worst week, he was the RB twenty seven. He had nine point six. Well, no, he had a five point six week in there. He had a. He had a bum week in there, but he's he's been very consistent, and he's given you just a little bit in the passing game, and he's really efficient on the ground. Yeah. So, he's been so much fun. Uh, at the one twelve. Interesting here. It's super weird, um, but I think I got to go DeAndre Hopkins. I was I was gonna go him at the two hundred one. Yeah, I mean he is. He's basically, I think, the, a very similar tier to those elite receivers still. Um, and maybe it's necessitated I've, because Marquise Brown is injured, yeah. and it'll be even better now that Zach Ertz is injured. He'll just be more funneled. Um, but, I mean, he is a bargain bin Devontae Adams right now. That's essentially what DeAndre Hopkins is. DeAndre Hopkins, is he came in as soon as he got off the out of the suspension and reminded us, no, he's, he's still DeAndre Hopkins. You yeah. try to sleep on him, and he's he's still awesome. Here's his four weeks since his return from the suspension. The wide receiver 10, the wide receiver 2, wide receiver 20, and wide receiver 15. So that's 15, 27, 11, and 15 points. So he's been great. He has yeah. He's basically gotten 100 yards three of his last four weeks. That's yep. awesome. At the 201. I'm going to go a little spicy right here. A little spicy. I'm going to go Josh Jacobs. I do not mind it. Nope. Josh Jacobs has been a revelation this year. To say the least, right? He has... He had that stretch that kind of freaked everybody out a little bit. 
he had what is it the RB1 the RB3 and the RB1 in three straight weeks 32 27 Where he went. 35 points <laughs> yeah and then he had a he had a down week against New Orleans um they, they got shut out so that kind of expected um he was okay against Jacksonville he had 10 points and then he scored 20 last week so I'm not I still expect uh Josh Jacobs to be an RB1 going forward yeah I would agree I think you know he is our let's see here let me do some math uh sixth seventh he's our seventh running back drafted here um so yeah i would not have believed you to start the season but no he's he's proved it yeah he's been phenomenal he's been a little bit of a surprise um but he's been great but i'm okay with it you got him at a discount yeah we're okay with it at the 202 I think we just got a little bit of a taste of what could potentially happen with this running back. I think you go Joe Mixon. That's what I was thinking next. It's very tough because there are still some players uh, that have an elite ceiling that are still left. Uh, But Mixon, he's sort of disappointed this year and been good all at the same time. Yeah. He just hasn't exploded except week nine. Obviously, week nine, he gave you 53 points. He was incredible. But outside of that, he was really just about like, you know, a 12 to 15 points per week running back. He didn't, he had only one top 10 He didn't finish. kill you. Yeah, he didn't kill you, but he wasn't really winning you weeks, obviously outside of that one week. So some of that I think is just, he hadn't scored a ton of touchdowns. He had two touchdowns prior to week nine, and now he's got six. So <laughs> and, I, and I think the offense has shifted. Obviously, the Jamar Chase injury shakes things up, but they were shifting to where it was far more Joe Burrow, Chase, Higgins-centric than it was let's give the ball to Mixon and then use those other guys you know, on third down. Yeah. At the 203, where would you go? I'm probably going to go to the guy that you wanted the most, and that is Kenneth Walker at the 203, the man who is yeah. setting the league on fire. I really love Kenneth Walker. I def I traded him away in a dynasty league, which kind of hurts me. It, you did get it was a package a, for it, though. It was a big return. It was basically two first-round picks, Javante Williams and Chris Olave. So it was one of those you can't really say no to it. But no. that said, I still do love me some Kenneth Walker. I don't have him in any more. Well, no, I've got him in one dynasty league now. So I, I still have only the one dynasty share I can feel great about. Uh, but he's been really good. I think the only question, and perhaps it was answered this past week, the only question was pass catching, but he just gave you eight targets on Sunday against the Buccaneers. So obviously he can do it. It's sort of a matter of is he going to continue to do that. I feel okay with it. Yeah, I would feel good. I'd feel okay. He's great. He's he's basically sort of a Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb kind of kind of player, and those are those are very good players. You want them on your team. Just, you know, if you can get them. Uh, 204, I think Jamar Chase should still be drafted very high for the rest of season outlook. Um, Just for the potential in the playoffs. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? He was not put on IR. Um, They stuck him. Let's see. They just had their buy, so I think that was a maybe we can get him back off the buy after three weeks, uh, two weeks of games. Um, 
I don't know that he They've plays They've got him currently projected to come back against the Chiefs in week 13. I don't that okay. could change. That could change. He could come back earlier. It could be after that. We don't know, but that's where they've got him right now. Fair enough. So if he comes back week 13, that that's probably week one of your playoffs. And if you can just grab Jamar Chase and stash him in there uh, for your playoff run, I would be doing that. He is an integral piece of a fantasy team. And, uh, he I mean, he's you been s- a great receiver this year. So I, I do think he's got to be in there. You saw, I mean, you saw with the Bengals – as as good as T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd are, when Chase went down, the team shifted. Exactly. Your two oh five. At two oh five, I'm going with AJ Brown. Even after a, a horrible, horrible game yesterday, AJ Brown is still the truth. He's been so good. <laughs> he's been so good. And I I guess he's benefited obviously from the Eagles offense being incredible, being better than we thought they would be. And Goddard is out now. So that's even more targets that are going to funnel to Brown and Devonta Smith. Yeah, that's great. You love that. You love to see that. Not for um, Goddard, but uh, but for the receivers, yes. Right. Yeah, Ed, A.J. Brown has been great. He's been better than we thought he would be. Um, yeah, 205, I don't mind it at all. At the 206, so I mentioned already that Travis Kelsey was a difference maker at tight end. Mark Andrews has had a little bit of a down year, but I do think because of the way the tight end position has sort of worked out, he is a huge difference maker on your fantasy teams. Mm -hmm. And he should be back this week, I think. And I think he will be, yeah. He'll be back, I think, for week 11. And so... If that's the case, you fire him up. You feel great about him. You know, maybe he's not a like for not a one for one Travis Kelsey right now. Obviously, Kelsey's kind of been on a different level, but I mean, he's he's very 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 good. He's he's solid. I will say that. That's all we're gonna say about him. Yeah, he's solid. You know what you're. He's getting just at. he's just solid. Yeah. Two oh seven, Ben. Two oh seven. Uh, I'm scrolling through, look at the... Oh, I know who I'm taking. I'm taking Amonra St. Brown. Yes. The wide receiver, a a top 10 wide receiver, rest away? I would say that that is probably a safe bet. Yeah. Give me Amonra. I I think that's... Yeah. I would would be okay with that. Um, I don't... I would have to do some math to see where we drafted him as, you know, which wide receiver. What is that? One, two... He's like wide receiver eight for us rest of season, it looks like. I feel I, I would feel good about that. I'd feel great about that. Uh, we just put out something that said buy him low, or even, I guess, at this point, you're buying him high, but I'm buying him regardless just because I feel like people don't view him as on the same level of uh, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, but, I, but he is. He's maybe not that same. He's not as pure talented as those guys, but... He is very, very good, and when he's getting 12 targets a game and is the focal point of a passing offense, yeah, I'm, he's, a, he's a top 10 option. Right. You feel, you feel great about him. Uh, the 208, we're coming back to running backs. I think Ramondre Stevenson has the to be in here. of touchdown. 
He's been so good. I mean, the obviously the Patriots backfield is a very nice fantasy backfield, but since week three, Ramondre Stevenson's point totals are 18, 10, 18, 23, 19, 17, 14 and a half. You'll take that. That's crazy. And it's not just that. He's getting pass catching work too. Um, he's had five, eight, seven, and seven targets in his last four games. So if you're getting even just five targets for your running back, that's a cheat code. But he's giving roughly seven targets a game over his last month. That is terrifying for fantasy football. He's been great. 209, Ben. 209, uh, I'm going to take a guy who is, I guess, not valued at top six, but currently is top six in half PPR, and that's Jalen Waddle. Wow. The dude is the wide receiver six in half PPR. The ceiling is the moon. He is a little bit more boomer bust, sort of like Tyreek Hill, and he can have a bad week, but it's... Like he's been, he's been fairly consistent, and the upside is incredible. So I'm okay with him in the late second. Yeah, I, I like him there. <laughs> Obviously, Jalen Waddle has been. We drafted him at his floor, I think, this year, and he's performed closer to his ceiling. Um, that whole Dolphins offense has been really, really great for fantasy football. Uh, at the two ten, I would go C.D. Lamb. That's who I was going to go. Yeah, I, he just showed you how good he is. The thing with CD is he's not quite on the level of those elite top-tier wide receivers. Everybody wants him to be that. But he re- he just isn't for whatever reason. He doesn't perform to that level, but he shows flashes of it. Obviously, he was the wide receiver one on the week this past week. Uh, he had his best fantasy week ever. And he's been better this year than he has in years past. Um, yeah, I think he is the wide receiver eight right now in fantasy. So he's been really good. Um, you feel amazing about him as your wide receiver one, but he's just not quite on that upper crust top tier uh, wide receivers. Yeah. 211. So I'm actually surprised he fell this far. I really didn't think about him until now. Uh, I'm going to take Travis Etienne. That feels feels pretty easy. That feels very good. He's probably actually too low now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think I think we have him too low on this list. We do. Uh, how'd you put? How'd you yeah. take Ramondre over him? You crazy? I don't know. <laughs> I think I. Just, I was looking. I, <laughs> I must have missed. I was it. looking through here. I'm like, oh, Damian Pierce is there. I'm like, Travis Etienne is there. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Etienne's. Etienne's been very good. Um, I would go Alvin Kamara, though, next. I would take him over Damian Pierce. That's a good option. Um, he has been not... I don't know how to describe Alvin Kamara's season. You've owned him in a couple of leagues. How would you describe Alvin Kamara's season? Uh, I mean, I don't want to count on him. It's, it's, it's more of a hate letter to Taysom Hill more than <laughs> anything else. Yeah, he just Taysom Hill kind of sucks your soul a little bit. Oh, I I hope he gets cut and never has a job again. <laughs> yeah, like, I it's mean, a little he harsh, is... harsh for this show, but I I truly 
and deeply dislike Taysom Hill. Fair enough. Uh, we missed someone else here that I'm going to auto-pick to you because I'm not sure how he's still here. Jonathan Taylor has to go with the 301. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, put Jonathan Taylor there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm don't. i looking around, and I'm like, wait a minute. We're going off of, for full transparency here, we're going off of Sleeper's Daily ADP. And sometimes so these players is, get a little we bit We are out missing of sight, some of these of guys, mind. yeah. Yeah, they yeah. get a little bit out of sight, out of mind in trying to, like, you know, who's going to be here. Uh, but, yeah. He should be Jonathan higher. Taylor. Ramondre Stevenson should be here, and we should bump ETN up to a Stevenson spot and Taylor over Camaro. I would agree. Would you rather have ETN or Jonathan Taylor rest of season? Uh, I don't know. I guess for consistency and safety, ETN. But it is neck and neck. I don't know. Don't make me. Don't make me choose that. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. Jonathan Taylor at the three hundred one. Uh, at the three hundred two. <sighs> I have, I have two guys I'm looking at. Are you? Why don't you fill? Uh, I'm very undecided here. Help me out. I would probably go T Higgins right here. I don't hate that. Feel good about that. Second guy, Damian Pierce. Yep. Feel good about that too. Um, We're on a roll here. Question. So, Answer. and this is, he should get picked probably in this range, knowing what we know now. But Khalil Herbert just got put on IR. Where are you with David Montgomery? Uh, he was coming up pretty soon for me. I was going to take one guy ahead of him. One running right. back ahead of him. We'll slot him in. Who's this one guy? Aaron Jones. Yeah, I, I would I would feel good about that. And then we would go David Montgomery? Yep, I like that. All right. So we've got some receivers on here that are interesting. we got some yep, I was... potential tight ends on here that are interesting. We are in the There's third a... round, though. There's a rookie wide receiver I think should be in consideration here. Are we thinking Chris Olave? Uh, yep, exactly, Chris Olave. He's been so And so then George Kittle. Yep, George Kittle's got to be in here. Just, I think, positional scarcity sort of makes this a situation where you just lose Ertz and Goddard. Um, the tight end landscape is kind of a wasteland right now. Like, we joked and we said Kyle Pitts is a top 10 tight end, but, like, he is. <laughs> There's Straight just – yeah. I mean, you're going to take – I, I think uh, TJ Hawkinson is is flying up the board. I think he's probably – I think he's – with the injuries and everything, he's four right now. Even without the injuries, I think he's four with the usage he's having in uh, the uh, Vikings offense so far. I can get down with that. I think also Dalton Schultz has to be in that conversation yep. as well. I don't know that anybody's really talked about Dalton Schultz. Uh, but in the – I'll give him three games that he's been healthy, okay? Uh, he came back in week seven versus Detroit, and he he was coming off that knee injury. So I'll give him a pass on that one as he wasn't hurt. And in week two, he got hurt. So I'll give him a pass on those two. But in week one, 
Against Tampa Bay, he was the tight end 10 with 9.7 points. In week 8 versus Chicago, he was the tight end 9 with 10.4 points. In this past week against Green Bay, he was the tight end 3 with 14.5. Uh, if you can just lock in even 10 points a week at your tight end position, that's very, very valuable. So, oh, I, feel so I don't know sick. if we're going to pick him here at the 308. In my, um, in my round, leagues but. where I haven't had Kelsey or a guy like Hawkinson – like if I can get anywhere close to ten points, I am ecstatic because I'm piecing together lineups that are good, but then you have just this albatross in your lineup of three points at a tight end. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. <laughs> it's it's been gross. I don't blame you. Uh so, at what point do we where are we at? Three oh eight. We just took George Kittle. Um there's a few guys here that are fairly interesting. At what point do you want to take quarterback, or do we feel like quarterback is something that we can sort of punt on in the first three rounds if we were to I'm okay that? taking Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes here, whichever you prefer. I know I prefer Josh Allen, but... I would still also prefer has, Josh he's, Allen. He's had a rust cut. Yeah. But yeah, What'd you're you right. Say? He is. He's had a rough couple weeks, um, but even he's his rough Josh couple Allen. weeks... Yeah, there's still 20 points. Like so. he's had a bad a bad week of 24 points. Like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> he's been so good. He has been obviously everybody's losing their minds over Justin Fields. Um, but Josh and rightly Allen, so. As they should. Justin Fields has rocketed up to the QB3 in fantasy. Uh, but Josh Allen is still the quarterback one. So if you're if you're redrafting right now for the rest of the season, there's one guy who's it's a big guy. We haven't mentioned him yet. Are you willing to take a shot on Cooper Cup here on the chance he's back in time for the playoffs? You know, probably. It's it's, it's a Cup. risky spot, but it, it is Cooper Cup. So I think you could... I, You know, I'm not really 100% sure how I feel about this Cooper Cup situation. Um, I've tried to trade for him this past week. Well, I guess the past couple of days off of the injury... On a competing team, it did not work out because the owner still wanted prime Cooper Cup value, and that just was not going to happen with the injury. But, um, you know, if you can get a discount, I think you do take it, especially in the competing sort of sense where you're one of those top three teams and you want something to kind of push you over the edge. Uh, If you can afford to take the risk, I think it's a pretty decent risk worth taking. Yeah, I... If you if you can do it and not kill yourself, I'm all for it because obviously, <laughs> if you get him for fairly cheap and he comes back and he's gonna, he's just going to win you a championship. That's as as simple as it goes. Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty much hit the nail on the head. If you can add a top five wide receiver for virtually nothing, I think that is a risk that you've you're going to take. Uh, all right, let's do rapid fire here for these last three. Um, how are we feeling about Miles Sanders? Does he need to be in here? Uh, this isn't obviously he's inconsistent, but this isn't a bad spot to take him because his upside is fine. I think there are three running backs that need to round this thing out, unless you can think of somebody else that needs to be here. But I think you've got to go, uh, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, and James Connor. Yeah, I would. I still, yeah, for the. As he's getting healthier, Swift. I'm. I was considering Debo Samuel with the last pick. 
I do think he's sort of in that same range. <clears throat> um, I'm not 100% sure what his role looks like, I guess. And maybe I I'm a little bit either. worried about that with Christian McCaffrey and, you know, Elijah Mitchell's getting carries. Debo is not doing what he did last year right now. That's not going to happen. And Brandon Ayuk's been a better receiver than Debo. So, I don't know. It's, yeah, I, that's why I was I was considering him here. Like, I I truly just don't know right now. It It feels... It feels bad because he is his role is massively decreased with CMC now's there. Elijah Mitchell came back and he looked really good, and then Brandon Ayuk has blossomed into his own. Not to mention TJ or uh, George Kittle is there, and Jimmy G is not Patrick Mahomes, so he can't support ten weapons. Right, uh, you know this team is a team that will score like twenty four points a week. Uh, if you do the math on that, that is... And they're happy to, you know, that's kind of like you're saying, play defense, keep them off the field. Yeah. I mean, that is, you're looking at roughly three touchdowns a week from that offense. And so you got to spread it out. Like, where are those touchdowns going to go? One is going to go to CMC. Right. So you're going to get Christian McCaffrey. You're going to get Ayuk Kittle, Debo, Mitchell, some combo. So, and... It's very possible. Hey, Jimmy CMC G had a rushing two. touchdown this week. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really inconsistent scoring there. I think CMC is probably the only weapon that you know for a fact is probably going to score every week, or at least you feel good about it. Um, the other weapons, they just seem a little bit more of a risky bet right now because of the offense, um, which is it feels so weird to say because the 49ers are one of the best teams in the NFL, and they're going to be in it in that potentially in that NFC championship when it comes time to it. Yeah. So that will do it for this episode of the show. Is there anything we missed? Anybody we got to touch on before we head out? No weekly weenies this week. Very sad. Nobody was a weenie except Calvin Ridley. Well, Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts, obviously. Obviously. It's just on brand that Atlanta Falcons have to be on the weekly weenies. Let's throw in Cordell Patterson while we're at it. Calvin Ridley is now a Jacksonville Jaguar. Oh, my my fault. My fault. Cordell Patterson filled in for him. He yeah, he 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 did the job very, <laughs> very well. Uh can I throw Justin Herbert in here? And it's not his fault. Can we get my man a freaking wide receiver? Please. Yeah, Josh Palmer is not him at all. Josh Palmer is okay. Not as your wide receiver one. No, he's a he's a really good wide receiver three. Maybe an okay wide receiver two. He's an okay two. He's a garbage. Like if you wide had Mike one. Williams or Keenan, just one of them, I think, completely changes the outlook of that offense. Yeah, and I and they still need a deep threat so badly. They had Jalen Guyton, and he tore his ACL. And he wasn't even really that fast. So no, they he, he just was the deep threat. <laughs> they said, "Oh, you run a four five. That's not bad. You can be the deep threat. You are the deep threat." <laughs> Justin Herbert can throw it 80 yards, so if you can get down there, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The Chargers offense has been so frustrating. It's so sad. Herbert's one of my favorite players in the league. I I hate this for him. It's been brutal. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? That'll do it for this one. 
if you enjoy the episode, leave a review and a rating where you're able to do that. Check us out on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash fantasy brothers. Follow us on Instagram at fantasy brothers underscore. We'll see you again this week when we're previewing week 11. Have a good one, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.